Army. Adam Gilchrist, are you with us? Can you hear us? I can. It was telling me that you weren't in the meeting, even though clearly you're on air. So you were very much in the meeting. <laughs> I was very much in the meeting. Let's start in China and China's lost submarine. There's a new report on what happened in the Yellow Sea. Yeah, uh, a Cold War style incident, albeit behind the bamboo curtains, a different part of the world. But we have a Chinese nuclear submarine that allegedly got stuck at the bottom of the Yellow Sea off Shandong province. 55 sailors appeared dead as they ran out of oxygen or possibly the oxygen was poisoned the way that these systems can go wrong, potentially. The captain of this submarine, a Type 93, so China's newest submarine, is said to be among the dead. An awful way to go, if all true. But there's a terrible twist to this, because according to British military intelligence, this Chinese sub actually got stuck in its own trap. It had supposedly laid a chain and anchor device, which is something that uh, navies do do. It's skullduggery, but they do it. Catching any snooping Western submarines is the idea. They would come a cropper on, on the, the anchor and chain and not necessarily all die, but be stuck there anyway. And the thought is that it became ensnared itself. The authorities in Beijing denied the incident had happened, therefore didn't send anyone to rescue it. This is the British inter military intelligence take, pretending it never happened. Therefore, very high tech, secretive Chinese Navy vessel was lost with all hands on board. Uh, this is one of those submarines with the silent ghost engines. So, I mean, tragic, but perhaps even worse if potentially it has all been covered up and forgotten. And then to the subcontinent now, Pakistan's Afghan ban. Over 1.5 million people are being ordered out of Pakistan. Yeah, how's this for a thing? Get out in a month. Get out yeah. in a month. I mean, that would be hard enough for... You know, you or I just in a rented flat, but Pakistan has ordered all, as they put it, unauthorized Afghan asylum seekers. And you're right, it's over a million and a half. I think it's 1.7 million people must leave Pakistan by November. The clock is ticking. The, the problem is there's been a spike in attacks along the border between the two countries. Islamabad blames Afghanistan based operatives. Uh, tensions have been escalated. There's been resentment, certainly, in the Pakistan. Uh, Pakistan says Afghanistan is providing safe haven for terrorists. The Taliban government, remember them in Afghanistan, they have called the ban unacceptable and urged Pakistan to rethink. I'm not sure what they can do other than accept it, frankly. I mean, and it's a bit rich, perhaps, for the Taliban to call things unacceptable. But still, uh, we're not taking sides on this. We're just thinking, wow, this is this is quite an order. Given that only last week there was a blast at a mosque in Mastung City near the border with Afghanistan, 50 people were killed during a religious celebration. Yeah, to say tensions are high is an understatement, obviously. Mm, I think, um, I hope Pakistan would have had the, uh, uh, the historical memory of, um, of, of pogroms of Pakistani nationals in India in, in the 1960s. And this is what seemingly they are yeah. doing to 1.5 million Afghanis um, in Pakistan. And then finally, an amazing U-turn. The UK scraps a high-speed rail line after 10 years. You must have governments that do this. Um, we've got a government here in the UK that has spent 11 years telling us how important the high-speed rail line is for uniting the country, spreading the economy, enriching the north of England as well as the south. Uh, 
And this is absolutely something they must stand by, even though the costs were spiralling out of control. At the start, this was a project to link London to Birmingham, to Manchester and Leeds. Uh, they scrapped the Leeds arm. Now they've scrapped the Manchester arm, so it'll only be London to Birmingham. And even the London to Birmingham stretch is still going to cost something like £36 billion. Pounds. We're talking 800 billion rand. The bit they've scrapped, it will cost about the same again. And despite 11 years of telling us all the way along, the funny thing is, is that this is being built up and up and up and ministers were sort of dropping it in, just drip feeding to see how the public would respond and the public had not mm -hmm. responded well. The analogy of this is, is that for days and days and days, we thought, is Rishi Sunak going to scrap this? Is the prime minister going to... It's like telling your wife that you're considering leaving her, but you'll let her know in a few days. Either way, when it came to the news yesterday, how was the wife going to feel? Mm. And that's what it is. They've scrapped a rail line that I thought was complete folly all along, and so did plenty of other people, mm. by the way. But at the same time, they've so strapped the country to it that those who began to believe it are now equally disappointed. Mm, no, I don't think anybody's happy about it. Let's put it that way. Well, Adam, we bought trains in South Africa that were too tall for our stations. <laughs> no one decided. Let's take a measuring tape to see whether they'll actually fit and we wasted billions of billions of rands uh, on that. I'm with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Governments, eh? Who'd have them? Adam Gilchrist, chat to you tomorrow on The World